Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of In Case You Missed It, episode 33 for those who are keeping count. Uh, this is your place to get all the week's film news, trailers, headlines, box office, everything that we're going to talk about film related that you might have missed during the week. Um, my name is James and I'm not joined by anyone else this week. We're just going to have uh, smaller episodes. We had some te- technical difficulties. Tommy's sorting out some stuff. Um, so once again, I hope that he joins us next week. We'll see how that goes. Maybe it'll be me by myself. Maybe someone else will be here. Maybe it'll be Tommy back. We'll see. Uh, but let's just go into the trailers. As always, we'll start there. And the first trailer we got was a second trailer for Ford versus Ferrari. And I think this one's done some uh, film festivals which have been going on recently. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but my f- I actually saw this trailer in the cinema the other day before watching Ad Astra and it confused me a little bit because I've known it as Ford vs Ferrari but in the UK it's changed its title to Le Mans 66 and I didn't know that I'm so into like the Hollywood sort of side of films that I only typically only ever see the American title especially in marketing and it really bothers me when studios do that I think I'm not sure why they've done this one uh, I I wonder whether it's something to do with the companies. I, I really don't know because there, as far as I'm aware, there hasn't been anything called Ford versus Ferrari before, like when the Avengers was here and they had to change the title because of the TV show that there was, the that clashed. That kind of made a little bit more sense, but I'm not sure about this. And even then, it's just like, is anyone actually gonna? get them confused I really don't know um, so this trailer gets a little bit more story you see a little bit more of Matt Damon sort of side of it and with the whole story of how they're gonna stop Ferrari from winning the Le Mans race every, every year um, by getting a Ford by getting Ford together and building a new car and it looks like it's got some good performances in it, it rushes the obvious comparison but obviously James Mangold's doing this who did Logan um that's kind of his biggest credit and I'm excited to see what he does with it going forward and I think something to look forward to as well is Christian Bale's performance he's one of the best actors working at the moment he got obviously got nominated last year for his portrayal of uh Dick Cheney in Vice and he's he's an incredible actor and I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see it at around award season, as which is pretty much it. But just started. We had the Emmys last night, as you're you're hearing now. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see this. So it, Rush is the obvious comparison. So I really like Rush. So I'm interested to see how similar it is. And I mean, I like to see more racing films. I don't, we don't get too many other apart from. The car film-wise, you kind of really get Fast and Furious type things. So I'm interested to see something a little bit more serious. And the story behind this, when you've got a great cast like this one does, with Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Bernthal, there's the three big ones for me that I'm looking forward to. I'm interested to see how this film does. And the trailer looks good. I'm still excited to see it. And uh, just over, just under two months till it gets released here in the UK under Le Mans 66, which is a super title. Um, 
just because it's changed. If it was called Dirt Everywhere Else, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. Um, but it's a big, that's a yes for me. I'm really excited to see see this film, and I've got a lot of faith in it being pretty good. The next trailer we got is for Knives Out, the second trailer for this one. Another one that's been doing rounds at uh, festivals across the board, and we don't get too many whodunit sort of films at the moment. And I, I think Ryan Johnson's taking... Uh, he is able, he's capitalising on that and putting out a unique, different story that people haven't seen before. Um, as it's been at award, uh, festivals, we've kind of heard some stuff about it and there's some really, really positive stuff about it. So when you've got someone as talented as Ryan Johnson is, it's not really a surprise, but it's picking up. Yeah, and it's getting good word of mouth, and uh, I'm really excited to see to see this film and this trailer kind of capitalizes that again, a second as the second trailer does a little bit more story, seeing uh, Daniel Craig get a little bit more, and just the incredible cast that he's managed to assemble for this film. Um, I don't want to say too much about it. I don't think there is too much to say about it, but it still looks great, and I'm really excited. Another one that's this one just over two months till we get it here in the UK, um, but I'm I'm really excited for it. It's one of the, it, it's definitely up there as one of the ones that I'm looking forward to in the rest of the year, and it's a big yes for me. The next trailer we got was the first trailer for Dark Waters. This one starring Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway. Um, the story of a attorney uh, taking on an environmental lawsuit. Uh, against the company who seemed to be uh, putting chemicals in the water and uh, he obviously he works for the company as well so they kind of that conflict and I think it's an interesting sort of story I thought it was kind of funny um, when it started I got a little bit of spotlight sort of vibes and uh, obviously because potentially because Mark Ruffalo and he says uh, <laughs> they knew <laughs> so it's kind of a, a sort of funny sort of crossover there uh, but Mark Ruffalo looks great. Uh, just from the little that I'm seeing on in this trailer, I think uh, he looks really strong. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a nomination from this trailer alone. If that, well, not from this trailer alone, but he's got a November release date in the UK, in the US even. So it's looking for that sort of Oscar-y. It's good. It's having that push, and with the January release date in the UK, it it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see this one. It's one of these you can't. I've got hit or miss sort of box office wise and awards season wise. You got. I think it's Goldfinch, which comes out in a couple uh, at the end of this week in the UK. I've I reckon that would have been aiming sort for Oscar sort of things as well, but when it seems to have flopped a bit, so I'm not really. I've heard not very good things about it. But this one, obviously, a little bit more of an interesting sort of subject matter, and I'm really excited to see this one. I didn't know anything about it until it came out this week. Um, but yeah, no, big guess for me. The next trailer we got was for The Rhythm Section, starring Blake Lively and Jude Law. And I was actually thinking this week, when I watched Rambo, what we I want to see more of the these women getting 
chances to do these sort of a similar sort of action film to that, and not quite in the same sort of vein, but um, I'm really interested in this one. It's been a good week for trailers, um, but I'll get to my worry about it in a second. Um, but you've got Big Lively uh, looking. There's someone who uh, is looking to get revenge on people who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. Um, and it's funny because obviously she's married to a late Ryan Reynolds, so I wonder if he had any sort of influence on her getting this sort of film, and or whether she saw him doing the action films that he does, and and was interested in going in it from that sort of angle. Um, yeah, no, I think it was good. The action looked good. My worry is that of the release date. I'm just going to look at what the US release date is. It's the end of January, and as we know, that's where um, films tend to kind of be put to die by uh, distributors. Uh, it's not a popular time of year to put films out. Don't get me wrong, there's, there are there tends to be a couple of good films, but it's tend to, not tends to be the best time of year for for films. Um, so we'll have to watch this one and see how it goes. But again, for a trailer, it, it really sold me. I'm interested. The obviously comparisons are like Atomic Blonde or um, Anna that was released earlier this year. I think I did a review for that. Maybe. Or did I? Now I've said it, I don't know if I did or not. Um, but it's a similar sort of vibe to that. And I'm, you just want one of them to be uh, one of these female-led uh, action films to really take off and I have high hopes for this one so I'm interested to see what it does. We've got a few a few months so we might hear a little bit more closer to the time. Um, but yeah that's a big yes for me. Now let's move on to the headlines of the week. Uh, I'm gonna start off by doing a sort of mini review for um, the Jurassic World short film that we got during the week, Battle of Big Rock. I'm not gonna go into spoilers or anything um, but I think it was Monday night that uh, last week that uh, Universal released this the sh short little film. I think it's about eight minutes. You can find it on YouTube if you want. Um, just type in Battle of Big Rock, I'm sure it'll come up. Or Jurassic World, I'm sure it'll come up under there as well. Um, so it's just a little sort of thing, and you kind of it, it's just kind of getting the hype back up, the excitement back up. A lot of people didn't like uh, Fallen Kingdom, so I think it's trying to get a bit more of a sense of the tone of what they're going to be going for in the third Jurassic World. Um, as Colin Trevorrow returns in that one, he directed this as well. And they kind of get that more horror sort of thing, horror sort of vibe from it. And it's good, it's kind of along the same sort of lines as the intro to Fallen Kingdom, which I think is the thing that felt the most like Jurassic Park that we've seen in a long time. Um, I I really recommend going to check this out if you're a fan of Jurassic World. It'll kind of, or even if the last one put you off, give it this one a chance, and it might get you back on board and excited to see what what happens in the future. I think it's got some really good moments. Yeah, it looks like the, I think we've got some like Netflix animated short uh, or series coming as well. So that's interesting. Um, I, I'm excited to see if, if they are going to go for this sort of horror movie sort of vibe. I think this is now what people want with the dinosaurs being out in the world and 
roaming free and seeing what the the world would look like when dinosaurs are trying to take over again. I think that's really interesting and what people want to see. So uh, I've re I'm I'm not going to give the score or anything, but I really recommend going to check this short film out if 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 you're interested in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World at all. I really recommend giving it a watch. You get you can find it on YouTube for free, so it's not um, as if you've got to go anywhere hard for it. Uh, the next headline we got was uh, some exciting news that Jojo Rabbit won the top prize at TIFF, the Toronto Film Festival. Um, Jojo Rabbit being the Taika Waititi uh, Hitler film, and I'm really interested to see. We can't wait for this film. It's definitely one of, unfortunately, it doesn't come out here in the UK until I think the beginning of January, which is frustrating, but it'll be out earlier in the US. So, uh, to get those award sort of buzz and it, it's that award sort of buzz that, I'm, that really interested me and I think it'd be great to see Taika Titi getting recognised the award season and he's also a fan favourite from doing things like Thor and what we do in the shadows so it's great to see when these directors get to do their own sort of creative freedom and do their bizarre sort of stuff like this clearly is that it works and people respond to that and uh, I I think a lot of people will want to particularly get him a director uh, nod, whether he does or not. Again, we'll have to wait and see when the film comes around and award season comes around. And yeah, I'm really excited to see this one. And it, it's looking good for it. I've heard some mixed sort of stuff, but I think that's going to be down to the comedy sort of side of it and if that works for you or not. Um, and just the difficulty of trying to sell a film with Hitler in, but I, th I think that kind of, if you know Taika Waititi, you kind of have trust in that already, it's the other audiences that I think will be a bit more apprehensive about it. Um, the next bit of news we got was that M. Night Shyamalan is set to do two more films, or two new films, at Universal Studios, um, with a 2021 and 2023 release date. February, both of those. Um, it's interesting. Uh, he kind of flopped a little bit more with Glass than people were. I think that film flopped harder and was a big disappointment to audiences. Definitely one of my biggest disappointments of the year. Um, so I'm interested to see what he does next after that. I kind of want to see. The other thing, he's got obviously got this deal to do two films. Does that mean. They're going to be, uh, I mean, it's going to be one film and then the sequel to that, or is it going to be two new films? I think I'd rather see from him now two just completely separate films. And um, obviously, he's great at doing horror. I kind of want to see him continue to do that sort of thing. The split white for me, and even the visit white for me. I think I'd rather do him let him do that sort of thing rather than trying to force it, shared universe sort of thing. Um, whether he tries and does more of the glass universe or not, um, uh, I really don't want that. I think that's what he works best at doing these small sort of stories and making them creepy. And there's, there's someone like a visit or a split just doing something unique and different. And he's obviously creative, and I'm sure he can come up with something that will do that. But again, I'm trying to get away from 
Shaman cliche of twists and I think he kind of got away with that a little bit in glass but um the split was the last one that worked. I think the visit twist worked. Um so I'm really interested to see what he does next. I don't know what I'd want to see from him specifically. I just want him to do whatever he wants to do and as long as it's not more sequels, just do something unique and that's what I want to see. Uh we got confirmation this week that Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson will return to the Ghostbusters 2020. Um, we haven't got a word that Bill Murray will return, but I imagine he will. Um, it's not really too much to talk about. I think this was a story that people knew that was going to come out, and uh, they joined Paul Rudd and a great cast um, in the Ghostbusters 2020 that will come out next year. And... Uh, you've also got Scorny Weaver has already announced a return, so it's not it's not a surprise at all that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson are returning, having they also returned for the female Ghostbusters, so it's not really a surprise. Um, I think with Jason Reitman directing as well, I think it just kind of makes sense that they return, and given what we've heard from the story about it seemingly being about... Uh, kids who find the uh, Ghostbusters, the, the car, and uh, and uh, it being in a small sort of town, being a bit more close, uh, and I think they're going to find this car, and uh, I'm really interested to see where this film goes, if it goes a bit more along the sort of same sort of lines as what uh, the female-led Ghostbusters film did a couple of years ago, or the, the especially Ghost-wise, I'm interested to see what how practical they go. Or we're gonna get Slimer back. I think everyone knows that, or at least a nod to him, and probably the Stay Puft uh, Marshmallow Man as well. Um, so maybe they'll get announced as the cast list as well. Uh, kind of the big topic of the week that everyone was talking about was uh, the the Sony CEO came out and said uh, that he had been approached by multiple people to well, that were interested in making a remake of The Princess Bride and uh, the internet hit back straight away saying, no, we don't want this, we really don't want this. And it kind of brings up an interesting discussion about remakes and reboots in general. I think if we were to get some sort of uh, another film to do with the princess pride it wouldn't be a remake i think it would be a sequel but i'd be surprised if we get that at all i don't have the affinity for the film that a lot of other people do i watched it later on so I, i'm not as attached and i think that does kind of have a, a even then i wouldn't want to see it again i don't i don't see how you do a remake of it i, I think it would be pointless um and i know a lot of people that love it so and I don't see how you can top that at all. And as much as I say, as long as you get good people involved, I, d I don't think that's why I think the sequel would work better. You can you could do more, but at this sort of stage, I don't know what you'd do with that. I think you'd have to leave it a little bit longer before doing a sequel, perhaps. But uh, I wouldn't. I don't think it's out of the question. I'd, uh, but with the backlash, the they got from the internet, I'd be really surprised. I think that's sort of why the 
Sony CEO put it out there and um, I think they, he want, he kind of knew the sort of reaction or wanted to see the reaction of the internet to see whether this was something people wanted or not and clearly isn't so I don't think it's going to move ahead at all and um, we'll watch the space just in case it does but I'd be very very surprised I don't think we're going to get an announcement anytime soon of anything Princess Pride related at all um, I'm sure it'd do. I'm sure it'd do well at the box office, but um, I just don't. Again, it's kind of difficult for me to speak on because I don't have the love for this sort of film that a lot of people do. But I think it raises an interesting discussion about remakes and what what's sacred. As we kind of always said, is there anything that won't ever be touched? Will we ever see something like a these classic sort of films? And I think that seeing this get remade would open the door for other ones to get remade as well um but again i don't i don't think it's gonna happen at all uh that's kind of it for the headlines a little bit of a slower sort of news week and um let's move into the box office we had a couple of new films last week hustlers and goldfinch and uh let's go down the five as we had the lion king coming in at five with 3.6 million Good Boys in fourth place with 4.2 million. Uh, Angel is Fallen in third place with 4.5 million. Hustlers coming in in its debut week at 33 million. And It Chapter 2 retaining the top spot with 39.6 million. Um, Hustlers doing well. I think there's a lot of people talking about that film, so it's not really a surprise that uh, Is It 2 and had a impressive 30 million i don't know how it tracked so but that to me that's a, that's a good thing there's a lot of good word of mouth about it so i imagine it'll still be up there next week and in the top five um although we've got quite a few new ones we've got ad astra downton abbey and rambo last blood which all came out uh during the weekend so go and check those out and uh as i wrap up this episode of in case you missed it um Go and check those out. We've got um, in ten that came out during the week. I did my best top ten trailers of the twenty first cent of the twenty tens even. Uh, to go and check that out. Go and follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, at Insider Network, on Twitter at Insider Network underscore. You can find me at Floodgate twenty eight. And uh, during the week, we probably have some more reviews. And join us again next week for the next episode of in case you missed it where hopefully i will not be by myself bringing you the film news and yeah i'll see you next week goodbye